Hey listeners, you're tuning in to a podcast about kids in the hall that easily veers off into mature subject matter and includes a whole heck of a lot of swearing. Enjoy the show, eh? Welcome to Kith and Tell, a podcast about kids in the hall to help you remember that no one understands you. We'll be reviewing every episode with witty banter and unmissable segments, like there are no consequences to making empty promises. Uh-huh. I'm Kalina McCordoff in London, England, and I am joined by Han Seidemann in Prince Rupert, Canada. Will do. Fuck, I was going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> we can all do it still. Okay. Stu Derricotic in Vancouver, Canada. Will do. <laughs> and Trevor Record, also in Vancouver. Must have slipped my mind. <laughs> <laughs> We're reviewing episode 14 of season 3, which aired in 1992, so let's kick off with our sketch rundown. We have got a, a series of poems by the Emperor of Japan. Um, Mark, unfortunately, does a bit of yellow face as a Japanese emperor who's really bad at coming up with good haikus. Mm-hmm. Um, mother's funeral, Gavin's back. His mom's dead, but his dad's temporarily out of jail and has found him a new mom. <laughs> King of Empty Promises, Kevin plays Dean, a sociopath who keeps breaking his promises to return a colleague's videotape because it slipped my mind. <laughs> and also Quest- a copy of The Godfather, and also a copy of Paul Simon, <laughs> and also going to dinner at Pesto's so, at 8. So many promises. And and then we have questions to Bruce. Um, Bruce takes some questions and tries to give some practical practical advice about how to break into acting and comedy. Like sleep is not your friend, and it's very important to let liquor liquor be the wind beneath your wings. Yeah. Uh, scar shaped like a swastika. Dave's back as an incompetent doctor who has left a swastika shaped scar on his patient. And uh, Scott reveals that he's in love, uh, not with any individual kid, but. Just the sum of their parts. A composite. But they could be mashed <laughs> together. Yeah, a composite. They could. He's found a surgeon, in fact. He's, he's, a procedure. He, he wants to do a, uh, a Weston Esterhazy collage of them all. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully Liza Minnelli is not there. My, my favorite part of that sketch is just how each of them in turn, like, kind of imagines that it's him <laughs> that Scott's in love yeah. with and is turned down and is so disappointed. Yeah. Except for oh, Kevin. Yeah. Except for Kevin, who's like, it can't be me. Kevin's just like, yeah. I, mean. I love Kevin's bit in that where he's just like, well, I mean, I didn't like asparagus, but like he's already warming up to the idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, just, he's, <laughs> he's just, he's so thrilled to have someone affectionate towards him. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's so, so yeah, excited yeah. that maybe someone loves him. He is willing to become gay for it. <laughs> He'll consider it. Well, I mean, okay, so after the garbage fire, that was episode 13. Let's never speak its name. <laughs> we figured that we would start off with the standout sketch um, just because we're, we're just going to jump right into it. Um, there's obviously a quite a few bangers in this one and uh yeah best sketch worst sketch uh trevor you want to kick us off oh yeah king of empty promises for sure uh this is this is like the first time that we see this character i thought this character was introduced earlier so i was surprised that we're like over halfway through the third season he shows up because i remember there being a ton of these sketches no, and I think it's only one. I, I, I don't one. think there's any more. I don't think there's ever any more than this. Yeah. I think you've this, just watched them this many times. This <laughs> sketch, like, stands out in my mind so much. Like, I imagine this character showing up twenty times. I don't know why. The other thing that's interesting about this sketch is like, not only is the 
um, is the King of Empty Promises such an iconic character, but Dave's weird rictus grin like foil to that is mm-hmm. also super yeah, distinctive. And like I don't think that character exactly comes back in other spots, but like he does that. I think this is the first instance of him doing that kind of vibe, and he does do that vibe for some other characters. I almost imagine that character is him trying to do a. Character I was going character. to say because they mm. were writing partners, it would that seems like a dick thing that Dave would do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Stu, what was what was your thought? Oh, King of Empty Promises for sure. It's just Sweet Baby Kev Kev is so completely good in it. Um, one of the things I love about this is it's a very repetitive sketch. You know what all the punchlines are going to be, but it still really works. And I think that's yeah, that's a, a real mark of success in that one. I think the worst is probably unquestionably the Emperor's poems. They're not mm. bad. They're just kind of weak one-liners, and I don't super love those. Yeah. See, I kind of I kind of like the first one just because you expected, like, oh, he's going to just say something super simple yeah. about nature and, and a sunrise. And then he's like... 99 bottles of beer <laughs> I like the guards very polite was... clap yeah, yeah. <laughs> haiku yeah. haiku it, yeah it was just it, that, that one caught me off guard and then the repetitions just didn't quite land mm. but there you have it uh, yeah. Hans um, I'm gonna give worst to all of the emperor sketches uh mm. Like you know, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to harp on it and do a whole other like sad millennial snowflake thing of a jiggy. But like, it's not. It's a kind of a tired like joke to be kind of like making fun of the format of the haiku and uh, yellowface isn't a great look. So uh, yeah. just and that combined with like the oh haikus as a format are silly is like it's just not a good look. Anyways, I did as far as like standout good sketch. So. Uh, I just want to like take a moment to acknowledge that like there were so many good sketches in this episode, and in another episode, any one of these could be uh, like top sketches. Scar shaped like a swastika, I had as like a four out of five. Questions to Bruce, I had as a four out of five. Gavin's mother's funeral, I, I had as a four out of five. No, um, I didn't like that. Really? Yeah, that oh, I like I like all of them. It's they could have been the best sketches in the episode, but yes, videos is the best. <laughs> sketch in the episode the gavin classic one is still good, good it's just not one of the best gavins i think it's a great it's a great sketch i mean <laughs> kevin kevin's rockabilly dad and scott's like stepmom with bad advice like all, like all of the I mean, it's it's not as heavily like gavin focused but all of the other parts of it are what make it like a bit fresh and new and mm. fucking great it's it's a great sketch it's just a solid sketch anyways yeah but but not the best not the best one this episode because videos exist and King of Empty Promises exists. What I will say I did like about Mother's Funeral is that uh, you weren't quite sure whether, yeah, Kevin was the rockabilly character or, you know, Elvis is a landlord. <laughs> but, well, yeah. I don't think he can be the landlord because he was in prison. So I think it's got to be. Well, he could have he could have he could have done some like real estate fraud. You never know. Totally. I think it's a rockabilly dad. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to give Mother's Funeral worst sketch. Fuck you. What? <laughs> you're sick. Kalina's cut. Okay, Trevor, you're hosting now. Yeah, it's just the cardboard cutout of Kalina. <laughs> okay, let's just uh, move on to best kid, worst kid, where we all take turns heaping praise on Kevin. You can, you can pry this power out of my cold, dead hands. Um, no, I guess, so I guess, yeah, Mother's Funeral, I guess more for the fact that I was very excited for it to be a Gavin sketch, and I didn't like it because there wasn't enough focus on him. I, I didn't find the stepmother character uh, played by Scott to be oh my Ooh, funny. I want to argue with you on this one because okay. I, right. I, I, I it's a, it's a different trope of woman that than we see 
in a lot of the other really? depictions. I think well, so. Well, how do you describe the trope? Uh, almost like borderline Jersey broad. Like, it's a very, it's a lot more, it's, I don't know, it, it felt like a very different drag character than they do or they usually do like an office lady or something and it was just uh, it it stood out to me a little bit it's not the other thing the other thing that i think i love about her is like she is a she is a very good stepmom she's got a great stepmom she's got a great stepmom name which is sheila which is literally my stepmom's name (laughs) nice Um, it's close (laughs) so it's just like i love her hair her hair's so big her hair's awesome yeah Yeah. her hair like a beehive it's just like a really yeah. big red wig, like um, uh, what is it, Katie Sigal and uh, Married with Children. But just like the hi there, little guy. Hi there, little mourner. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you sad because your mom's dead? But that's <laughs> like it's it's such a it's such a stepmom thing of like, hey, I'm and here, I'm I'm your mom now, but I have no connection to you, so I'm just gonna like give you pat advice or whatever, you yeah. know. Ad- additional follow-up question though what's gonna happen to gavin because clearly his dad is not going to raise him no he lives he lives with sheila now she's a stranger who is in his kitchen and wears his mom's clothes that's the that's the arrangement now <laughs> or he might be he, what was it what was it he previously talked about a girl who was being raised by coyotes <laughs> But like Kevin, no, Kevin's dad says like basically you're gonna be living with here's Sheila and you're gonna yeah. live with her now and she's gonna wear your mom's clothes. It's great. <laughs> uh. And the coyotes can walk him to school. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I I mean then I'm gonna give best sketch. Um, it it is between King of Empty Promises and Questions to Bruce. And like I guess the difficulty here is that King King of Empty Promises is like a fully fledged great sketch and Questions oh. to Bruce is a fantastic monologue. Yeah. I think the thing that's Questions best... to Bruce is very good, but I would say that the video sketch, The King of Empty Promises, yeah. is is a contender for one of the greatest sketches in the entire series. That is so true. Uh, it's in a different league. And the difficulty for me, I guess, sometimes is like when you know a sketch so well and you love it, and then you're like quite tickled by something that you don't remember. And mm. that's I guess that's why Questions to Bruce is is like really up there for me. But I am yeah, I, I am gonna side with you guys and give it to King of Empty Promises. I will something, say just one of the the things that I thought was really delightful about questions to bruce is it felt so charmingly self-effacing in so many like mm. a lot of the jokes were kind of like when he's like bruce how are you so short like when he did that monologue last season mm. mm-hmm. I, I, I got a little extra enjoyment out of that i i did yeah that reminds me of his like his like comically short bruce um the other thing did any of you guys i this was the first time i had noticed that when he puts in the headphones at the end of the sketch that he's listening to the paul simon tape that he made but just didn't give yeah, Dave. but I don't think uh, it is a Paul Simon tape. I think they just did a cover no, that sounds like Paul Simon. Oh, well, either way. Because it sounded I think like intended... Graceland, but it's, I, it's yeah. not a track off Graceland. Oh, okay. I think it was definitely intended to be like... Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's... But I, I like made a little note to myself of like, mm, yes, CanCon. Way to just no, avoid that's, that. That's funny. <laughs> they, they, couldn't afford, they couldn't afford the broadcast rights for Paul Simon. Yeah. That's great. Trevor, did but... you give us a worse sketch? I didn't. I mean... I, I I would probably just give it to the the short uh, Emperor of Japan sketches, but I don't think they were notably bad. No, just oh. not not great. Disagree, but okay. Um. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, extrapolate from our uh, best sketch, worst sketch to best kid, worst kid, um, because they, we we I think we may have a standout winner this time. I don't I don't want to spoil it. Kevin. It's Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. <Yeah. laughs> um. But let's hear from you, Stu. Oh, absolutely. This is one of the most shining, successful, like, shining examples of a successful Kevin. This is a well-adjusted Kevin. 
he's just like is it i think so <laughs> no i mean it's well adjusted in that we're praising him for the first time <laughs> okay um he's just like he doesn't necessarily do too much out there it's not like when bruce does a really long art film or like when scott does a really long monologue he's just he's so subtle but it feels really varied and it's i i every time he was in an episode uh, sketch this episode i just felt like he nailed it he was fantastic in king of empty promises which as i mentioned before has a lot of repetition but like only got better as time went on mm. um Again, he, his rockabilly dad was very good. Rockabilly too. dad was fantastic. He I plays actually, a lot of rockabilly characters, as we've mentioned before. Too. I I loved him as the nurse, just the deadpan bored nurse <laughs> in uh, Incompetent Doctor. Like, that's great. the thing. That's the thing about Kevin that I know we've talked about and harped on about before. Is like when he he can do really well up at his like um, hysteria, hyper hysterical, <laughs> uh, shrieking. Which, which can be funny, but because you sort of start at 100 and you stay there, it kind of gets old very quickly. Whereas he, when he brings it down to this deadpan sociopathy, like, he is fucking brilliant. So here's what I was going to say about Kevin, is that the, thi- the thing I love about him in this episode is that he is, is self-assured in all of the roles that he has. Even... Even when he's playing Kevin as the joke of, like, Kevin is kind of schlocky, he's doing it in a self-assured kind of way, if that makes sense. Oh, in, you know? the, in the Scots and Love? In the Scots and Love. So yeah. when he's Rockabilly, he's, like, 100% confident. When he's when he's in uh, King of Empty Promises, he's, like, just deadpan, weird, bad, evil. When he's, when he's in The Nurse in the uh, Scar Shaped Like a Swastika, he's just totally deadpan and, like, calm as a, or cool as a cucumber. Mm-hmm. And then when he does the... When he's in the... Scott's in love like when when he thinks that Scott's in love with him he, he jumps immediately to like well I'm not gay but I also didn't love asparagus and I got used to that and then they're like no it's not you and he's like of course it's not me why wouldn't it be me yeah. but it's like but it's not like the like whimpering like oh of course it's not me yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like oh of course it's not me uh, what was I thinking you know it's still like got some confidence to it or like some yeah. bluster to it and I love like I just want Kevin to love himself love yourself Kevin <laughs> you want a and he did it this episode and he did uh, it and it was yeah. great uh, worst kid uh, is Mark, I think. Yeah. And I think. Yeah, worst kid's Mark. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. I think the thing for this one is like Mark <laughs> is one of the best, the best actors, and when he does a character like Emperor of Japan, it doesn't land. It's just kind of disappointing. Like it just doesn't have the bones of like Preacher or even Lily White Collegiate Hands. Like it just he he they put him on a character and it just wasn't great. Yeah, agreed. Too bad. Mark's great, but not today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Trevor. Let's, everyone agrees that it's Kevin, so we, we can we can just say it's Kevin, right? Yeah. For best kid, yeah. Kevin gets you know a what? sticker. I don't, it's so rare that we have a unanimous choice. I think let's mm-hmm. like have a little round of applause for Kevin. Kevin, 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 Kevin. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. <laughs> I hope he listens to this. Yeah, uh, yeah. I hope I hope so too. We love you, Kevin. <laughs> let's tweet at him uh, when we put post this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, does yeah? That's right. He does have Twitter. I don't actually think that anyone did a bad job in this nope. episode. Even even Mark like did good, you know. Throw someone in the volcano. Yeah. No, Mark Mark did well when he had the the swastika carved in him yeah. and the in yeah, like it was it was strong stuff from Mark too. So everyone did good. All right. All right. Hans Hans. Oh, I think I I made my case for Kevin. I mean, uh, I will give worst to Mark only because I didn't. I hated the poem of 
uh, the emperors of Japan, but um, he was, I will admit, he was good in the swastika sketch, and he was fine in Scots and Love, but it just, having, if I'm if I'm forced to pick someone, I will pick Mark as my worst, but Kevin, clearly the best for all the reasons I said. Yeah, fo- following suit, obviously, um, same thing. Kevin, you really you really hit it out of the park on this one, and, and Mark, you fell down some stairs, I don't know. You can have, you can have <laughs> many two, men had to help you get up Kevin you can have two liters of chocolate milk to celebrate <laughs> um, speaking of which kids say the darndest things didn't you know um, so yeah I mean there were some really great zingers in this episode so um, why don't we uh, kick it off with Trevor what was one of your favorite Ooh. lines okay so first off like just the will do is is the like most memorable line it yeah happens sure a lot but it's not really a zinger per se uh so i'd say that like for the zingers you gotta go to the uh advice from bruce sketch where he he just keeps saying things like it's very important that you begin to juggle lovers and then like it'll just have like this text remember no one understands you show up <laughs> on the screen yeah <laughs> um hans what was yours well, so I, I agree with Kevin. Uh, sorry, I agree Ooh. with Trevor. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I agree with Trevor. Um, Got Kevin on the mind. Like the all, the lines from Will Do are like the most kind of standout lines. Um, and Bruce's monologue is just chock a block full of them. But um, so I just want to give a shout out to some sort of some maybe under the radar lines from some of those other sketches. Uh, so I'll go with from Scar Shape Like a Swastika, where uh, when Bad Doctor. Dave is trying to shut up Mark uh, because he's being challenged on how bad of a doctor he is and Kevin c- comes in as the nurse and he says, um, nurse, hi I'd like to put this man on 100 cc's of drugs uh, <laughs> and Kevin says, what drugs? Uh, to which he responds um, heroin? <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is just a, it was a, just a lovely little moment, mm-hmm. I loved it there's also some great ones from the Gavin episode, or Gavin sketch too, but maybe someone else will mention them Will do is just Will do is such a fantastic line in this, and it made, I think, probably one of our best gifts. Thank you, Hans. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> so just for a throwaway, because I really like this, in the Gavin at a funeral sketch, I liked the funeral director, Murray, just making sad grunting noises. Every, he'd be like, Rrr. and I just, I, I don't know, it was dumb, and I liked it. <laughs> I really wish they would have reprised the whole, like, Murray, not now, Murray. <laughs> yeah, that would have been good. <laughs> they really don't good. like Murrays, do they? Nah. I, wa- I wonder what Murray actually did in the show. Like, was he actually some sort of stagehand of any kind? I would love to know that. I would, just, I would, love, would love to have thought that there's some sort of mythology about him where they just, like, thought he was so great. And they're like, just come, just come work in the show. <laughs> there's probably some stagehand or something like that. Yeah. I wish, I wish. Um, yeah, actually, mine's from questions to Bruce. Like, I feel like there was there were some things that he was listing off where I'm just like, oh yeah, no, this is totally like a typical, uh, you know, trying to break in actor's life, like tick boxing. But then, but then, just like at the end of this, he says, okay, move to the biggest city you can find. I'm like, okay, yeah, okay. Get the smallest apartment you can find. Keep your underwear <laughs> in a bowl in the fridge. <laughs> and I just absolutely lost it. And yeah. I'm like, is it? Is there like water in the bowl? Uh, just in a bowl. Yeah. I think it's yeah. just in a bowl. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I, as he continues that line, he's like, never answer your phone, never remember your family's birthdays, never make it home for Christmas, think a lot about vampires, death, and sex with your friends' mothers. <laughs> or, or fathers. fathers. Or fathers. <laughs> you figure, you figure it, out. it out. I did. <laughs> I love that. That was that was a great throwaway that I just thought was fantastic. <laughs> it's good. There's, there's another line I want to talk about briefly from the Gavin's mom's funeral, which is Sheila... 
uh, talking about how excited she is to have a kid now in Gavin by saying, you see, I'm barren. And just like the prairies, <laughs> you keep driving and driving and nothing ever happens. <laughs> which oh is, which feels like a very Canadian. I'm kind from of, the prairies. Like, anyone who has driven across yes. like Saskatchewan knows this feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and then unless anyone has any other quotes to share, I thought we could finish off uh, by honoring um, the Scots in Love sketch. Um, where he kind of describes his favorite elements of each of his troop members by describing our ideal kid based on some of their unique traits. If we mashed them together. Frankenstein Um, in it. Yeah, Frankenstein the kids. Um, So, Stu, how would you build your ideal kid? It's just Mark McKinney, except it has Bruce's tiny hands and penis. (laughs) I just think that would be really funny. (laughs) Well, we, well. <laughs> do we know for certain that bruce has a tiny penis we don't he's probably he's very successful so he's probably swinging a hog but it's just he's got a lot of anger and so i assume that there's something wrong with his downstairs mm. yeah that's that makes sense see i would i yep. would follow with um one of Scott's favorite things about Dave and, and say his flirty smile, but also Dave's hair. Wait, you're going with Dave's hair over Bruce's hair? Come on. Kalina likes a fancy boy. Yeah, I mean, and then, then you know, we've got Mark's endless and even sometimes grating enthusiasm. You can bring <laughs> that in. Kevin's shrill and uh, maniacal voice. You want that voice <laughs> in your ideal kid? I want it all the time! <laughs> Jesus That's Christ. That's our okay. Kalina. Uh, yeah, so and then Scott's bathrobes that he comes out in a lot of bathrobes and giraffe yeah. slippies. Uh, yes, yeah, and yeah, and Scott's expressive eyebrows. He's got he's got great ones. Um, and then yeah. and then Bruce's strong jawline and uh, mm. plaid jean jacket combos. Did you yeah, write that's... this segment just so you could show us your composite, Kalina? Maybe. Do you have one? <laughs> <laughs> she's she's got it. She's got a Weston Esther Hazy collage yeah. of all the kids. It's not ready up. yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think my ideal kid would be. It would probably be like kind of Mark's general body shape because I like. He's like he's got a, he's tall and he's got a lot going for him. But it would be Bruce's kind of doesn't give a shit like attitude. Um, Kevin's sort of quirkiness and sense of humor, Dave's shit-eating, flirty grin, <laughs> and then just Scott's general machismo, the way he carries oh, himself, you know what Hans I mean? Hans is really focusing in on their, their personalities, not Hans, their physical attributes. Hans sees the beauty inside. Yeah. Well, I, I care more about, like, I want them to be a, the, the funniest kid, you know what I mean? And I think nice. that would give us the best attributes of all of them to, like, make a very funny character. I don't disagree, but I'm terrified at the idea of Dave shit-eating grin being super aggressive with Scott's energy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my God. terrifying. Wow. No, no, imagine, imagine like, um, Dave's shit-eating grin being delivered by Buddy. Ugh, you know what I mean? In a Buddy monologue. It's terrifying. Oh, yeah. You're basically just describing a, a really unlikable kind of broy gay, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but maybe, you I do you, man. You do. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Live your dream. Uh, tre- <laughs> Trevor, what's your? Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Dave's beautiful, delicate facial features and, <laughs> and maybe his comedic sensibilities too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott's hair. Scott's nice blonde yeah. hair. He does yeah. have nice hair. Uh, Mark's terrifying height and giant <laughs> hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ke- Kevin's little 
caterpillary eyebrows. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, Brucio's nice pouty lips and his shoulder with the chip on it. <laughs> nice. Mm, nice. That's one. how he got so nice. athletic carrying around that cross. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole body workout. Yeah. All right, well, um, that's it for our episode 14 review. Join us next week for episode 15, which will be hosted by Not it. Trevor. Trevor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. Fuck it. Whatever. Sure, why not? I'm, gl- I'm glad we sorted that out now in advance. Life's uh, already in the so meantime, weird. you can find us on Twitter at Kip and Tell Pod. Weigh in on your favorite sketch and enjoy some delightful gifts. Will do. Thanks for listening to Kip and Tell. Bye. Bye. Slip my mind. <laughs> nice. I knew someone had to do it. Someone's always got to get it. Mm-hmm.